Hello, hello, hello. Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Good. Well and fine. Loud and clear. Um, this is a little bit of a weird one. I am on puppy watch, so... Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think people realise that puppies are like babies. Like, they need a routine. They do get up in the middle of the night. No. See, I've never, I've never had a dog. I've always wanted one. But, um... Well. <laughs> yeah, no, but then people always say to me, Lucy, you don't realise you're actually quite fundamentally selfish. You <laughs> you won't want a dog. Taking him for poos, which he's doing right now, and I'm so proud of him. Oh. Yay, Pookie! Who's a good boy? Oh, Jordana, are you being all maternal? I honestly, the only time you will see me be maternal in my entire life is around dogs. It's true. I remember we were laughing when we'd just come out of drag course, and we were saying <laughs> that we both loved children until we realised we didn't have to have one. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were like, oh, maybe they're, they're fucking awful. Literally, I've been, I've been calling him my young son as a joke. I've also... Oh, my God, I have to save one of these pictures and just send it to you. This is actually your face. Yeah, you don't believe in astrology. Oh, my God, you are so sexy. Hey, babe. What are you doing? How are you feeling today? So I can't believe that, well actually I can believe because it's happened throughout the entire process that someone's pulled out. I can believe it. I can I, totally I, believe it. But it's happened nearly every single week. I know, I know. We need to prepare better for it because it's like <laughs> a faff and a half. I mean, we've learned a lot. We've learned an awful lot, yeah. So it's been much. a journey. I know, I can't believe we're at the end, babe. <laughs> seriously and actually i kind of love that it ended with you and carl because it's just it's just a good twist it's just a twist and it's also really funny yeah it is quite funny <laughs> bless you listening back to the date i thought oh yeah actually it's different when you listen back to the dates i don't know if it's because when you're inside of it it seems more exciting because you don't know what's going to happen yeah but for some reason listening back i'm like oh yeah i suppose they didn't like it wasn't Poppin. See, try listening back about 12 times to every single date that's happened. You must just not believe in romance by the end. It's a difficult one because I feel like on some level, the things that while we were listening first time, that we were like, oh, that was really sweet. Like, they really connected with this yeah. or whatever. Then you kind of go away and you're like, that's not very much, is it? Really? But it's on Zoom. It's on They've Zoom. all been on Zoom, unfortunately, and that's not really a great medium to talk to or meet anyone. No, no. And it's a first date. I mean, how much are you supposed to get from a first date, really? I'm trying to think about, like, the best first date I've been on. Oh, what is that? That's a great question. What is the best first date that you've been on? OK, well, confession, I have been on probably about three to four hundred first dates. And <laughs> I'm not actually joking. When I was travelling around the Americas with Holly, my best friend, we would go on a date every night. I mean, if not one, we go on two or three dates every night. Um, because there was very little to do. We'd end up in some town or some city and we'd be like, right, let's let's like find some dates. Let's go out on some dates. So I've got a lot of dating stories. You're a veteran. 
yeah i'm a real veteran of dating and it's not you know it's not a surprise that i'm really into setting people up on dates because no, dating is super fun Ooh. but i've also had some shocking dates i mean i had one date where the guy walked ahead of me the whole night like three to four feet and every time i tried to catch up with him he'd run off again but he'd still talk to me he just wanted to walk ahead and then someone on the street came up and started photographing us it was very odd Oh, what? I know. It was really... Real really... runner and chaser. It was so strange. And then he stayed at... Nothing happened, but he stayed at my flat. We were squatting in LA, in West Hollywood, above this... Above Tiger, the rapper, he had this shop. And all we had to do in this flat, we had one DVD player and, like, tons of porn. Like, just... I don't know why there was just this anomaly of porn. Seems very LA. <laughs> yeah, and we all sat and we watched, like, Arse Invaders 3 in silence. <laughs> and um, it was just so weird. That was a terrible, that was a first date. That was so bad. Ask Invaders 3. It sounds like and a complete walk- romantic fantasy. <laughs> Walking ahead, the running ahead, then a random like group of people like with big cameras photographing us. It sounds very absurdist. And then the Ask Invaders. I mean, it, it would make a fantastic short student film. Yeah, it's definitely a definitely. student film. That is, you're, you're bang on the money with that one. What would be the best date I've ever been on? I did once meet a guy at a feminist play. Oh. Yeah, that was quite cool. And we actually ended up having quite a long, interesting romance that took us to all these different like countries. And actually, we were meant to go to, where are we meant to go to? Mozambique together. Oh, wow. I know. And we had this amazing trip where... He booked a hotel for us to go and stay with the Maasai and learn to walk with lions. This is all real. And then I met my current boyfriend and I was like, I, yeah, unfortunately, I've developed feelings for someone else. So I, I can't come and walk with the Maasai, which now my boyfriend always says to me, you're a fucking idiot. You should have gone, you know, whatever. Perfect union. <laughs> That's dating a Pisces, though. They're very understanding. Um, that would have been amazing. He was so great. Well, I mean, I, I feel like you could still go and Such walk a... with the Maasai. In my own time. What a time in my what life. What a time. Back in the day, 23, young and free. Oh, young, hung, March of Euro. <laughs> it was just like that. What about you? What's been your best and worst first date? Oh. Have they been with the same person? <laughs> I feel like that would be something you'd um, say. No, I don't think they. I don't think they were with the same person. My worst date. It's just I don't know what would be my worst date because it's probably one of the dates where I just picked somebody random to go and drink with who I knew oh, would buy so... me drinks just because I wanted to get drunk. On. Oh yeah, you've done quite a bit of that. We both have. Yeah, one of those yeah. just because the chat is boring. Boring chat. Boring chat. It feels like completely wasted time it feels like you're swimming in a bog and you're just Mm. waiting to be submerged by the sheer boredom or the drink just like a muddied void but i would imagine jordana you're quite good at making anybody a bit interesting well yes (laughs) you would try i do try i try very hard sometimes it's very painful but the other thing is I, I don't really have too many worst date stories because I tend to just leave. Oh, do you do runners? I do. No, I don't necessarily. Well, I think I've done a couple of runners, but I think. So Sag on a date. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, time is short. So you've actually ran out and left them there. Oh, yeah. Have you? Without telling yeah, them? Yeah, definitely. That's quite, that's quite cool, babe. It's, it's a bit mean. It's a bit mean, but, you know, if you're boring in my head, you don't really exist. <laughs> don't deserve 
any of my time I, I gave you a chance you muffed it I'm sure I've done a couple of runners but I can't oh my goodness that's very impressive and what did they do did they text you saying oh, where yeah. are you yeah, yeah, yeah. And what did you do ignored it of course what do you think you, you just ignored <laughs> it you didn't even say I've done a runner them, bye yeah. oh my god you're a I double ghost normalize what normalize ghosting IRL ghosting well, like literally hiding behind something. sometimes I have said I'm going now and then just leave you know, sometimes I do tell them to their face. I don't make a big deal out of it, though. Yeah, you say I'm leaving, which is perfectly which is, fine. Yeah, perfectly fine. I think actually the best option is is to obviously be up for it. I mean, I'm saying, you know, the ones that I left, I was like 19. Yeah. Oh, yeah. OK, whatever. I definitely wouldn't do that now. I would definitely tell them to their face, actually, I'm going to go. Yeah, we become more direct as we age. Exactly. Thank fucking God. Exactly. But if you're not enjoying yourself, why stick it out? There's no reason to. Oh, I think I've done a runner. I bet you have. I find it impossible to believe that you haven't after 300 or 400 dates. Just when you said 19, I just remember, I just got a flashback of me running in heels. <laughs> out of, like, because you run, right? I mean, I ran. Oh, yeah. Or quick walk. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a sprint. <laughs> okay, and what about best first dates? Best date? first dates. I have had a really good first date with someone but I think it was good because I really was not expecting to like them so much after a first date and we had mm. a lot in common and they made me laugh a lot mm. and I was just I think it was just the oh, little line from Aww. my young son there but um yeah I think it was because I wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting to like them certainly not as much as I did and mm. I was just kind of yeah taken by surprise and that was which is nice really lovely so nice. it was very nice we went to the BFI very you well it's a classic date spot isn't it <laughs> yes classic also it has a really sexy bar you were not in this sexy bar but you're in the other bar but still <laughs> Still, whatever. There was a sexy feel. It was quite funny because I'd I'd planned to go to dinner with some of my friends who I hadn't seen in a while after the date, and so I was like, "Oh, sorry, I've actually got to leave and <laughs> go to dinner." Quite cool. Yeah, quite cool. I I think it's quite a cool. it's a good idea to have something planned after a date, particularly a first date. Yeah, I think you've said this to me before. Maybe, probably, I have. I think it's a good idea because if you don't like them, it gives you an excuse to to get out. That's quite. You know, it's a it's a pre-prepared plan. I guess you can yeah. lie about it, but also it means that you don't spend an unnecessary amount of time with someone if there is that, you know, draw and that pull and that initial spark. Because that's mm. the temptation to be like, oh my God, I like you loads. This is going really, really well. Let's just like keep it going for five hours. Yeah, which is what happens, right? On those dates, they just go on and on to like 4am and you're just walking yeah. around. which is lovely. And this, But yeah. then you're really setting up an expectation. Yeah. Which fucking hell we do. Which we do. I mean, yeah, with that one, it definitely set up an expectation. We had like a series of emails between us because my phone was broken. Oh, God. That's that's quite romantic. Oh, you should see the emails. (laughs) Are they romantic? We were, were, yes, they were. But um, we we were both quite witty people. I still am. (laughs) Yeah, were, were. Were in a past life. Um, (laughs) I'm just really dull now. Yeah, so fucking boring, babe. <laughs> dry, dry ass. Um... Dry ass, dry ass. Oh, I've never heard anyone say that. <laughs> but we were both trying to, I think, one up one another in terms of the wit and the imagination and the yeah. Which I bet you love. Oh, I loved it a little bit too much, I think. Yeah giddy as yes, hell very very giddy i really like this is what i quite like about hitched on the astral and i think 
that when I was single, I loved I love dating in the day, yeah. like going for a coffee when I'm already out or just doing something oh, which is that. part of the tapestry of my day. So it's not like getting ready and all this expectation and going for dinner. It's just kind of uncomfortable for a first date. I prefer to do it like in the I morning. I agree. I love doing that. Afternoon dates, yeah. morning dates. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm already in town. Let's have yeah, a coffee. Yeah, but, you know. It, it's not a significant for, well, I don't think it was a first date, but it was a date. It was, um, I just went to like the the poetry society cafe and i nice. read a bunch of poetry with somebody oh. that was really lovely it was in the middle of the afternoon and we just sat there for a couple of hours and then we were like this was nice okay that is such a good day it's great yeah yeah first date's just having a coffee having a chat that's it but what i like about this is that the date has a cap yeah and it's kind of weirdly quite nice that there's two like strange witches <laughs> me and you who are just like putting this boundary around the date like you have one hour get the most of it that you can and it's going to end and it's not going to be this uncomfortable thing of like when are we ending when are we leaving it just finishes and I think it probably allows people to just be more present in it yeah I think the, t- the time allocation is good because you do kind of go okay I've got an hour to get to know this person it, yeah and what the hell what have I got to lose it's right. an hour there's no I think it takes away some of the awkwardness of what are we doing here mm. what yes which there is a little bit. There is a little bit of that, yeah. What or who has been your favourite date of the series? Oh, this is a hard one. I know, really hard. God, which one's been my favourite? I mean, I have to outright say now, all of our yeah. all of our participants have been fantastic. Yeah, I would give them a round yeah, of applause. Yeah, honestly. If... But I've given you a lover. So. Well, yes, you have. Got a lover. You've got a lover. <laughs> got a lover. Um, yeah, it's it's been really lovely meeting everybody who's been part of the experiment. But I think my favourite might be Lauren and Hardy. I knew you'd Did say you? that. Yeah, all of that faffing and umming and ahhing and thank you to everyone. A little bottle of bubbly. I'm like, she's just going to say episode <laughs> three. She's just going to say episode three. I agree. <laughs> because it was, I think, the first one that both of them were like, yes, I really want to go on a second date. And I was quite surprised. I, I was like, oh my God, wow. Yeah, you were surprised because you literally can't read people. It, it was so <laughs> obvious. It was so obvious. Everyone listening, it was unbelievably obvious. <laughs> because. But not to Jordana. <laughs> because it's, you know, like they're both, um, you know, one of them's in London, one of them's in New York. And mm-hmm. there's a kind of, I guess, small impracticality of long distance dating particularly when you've just met someone and Mm. you know the likelihood of you being able to meet in person soon is significantly reduced Mm. and yet they were both really really keen that's Mm. really lovely and they seem to have a really great time together which was really nice to hear yeah they got on really well and actually surely having a bit of like long distance facetime and texting is kind of like a foreplay but when you actually see each other, <laughs> I think that's kind of hot. Like the yearning for someone or the wanting someone. They're building up your I expectations to an impossible degree. So that when you meet, it's just agonisingly yeah, <laughs> painful. Exactly. And then you go, oh no, you're an actual person. God. It's funny. I think I've just had a lot of long distance relationships and I, I kind of have normalised them maybe to a sort of strange degree. Perhaps you have. But that's probably why I don't see any. Every time you say, apart from the small impracticality that one lives here and one lives there, and I think, are we? Is this still an impracticality? Yeah, I mean, the the reality is, if you want it to happen, it will. 
happen yeah it will regardless happen. of distance you know if you want that person then you go out and you get that person you get yeah. them you go and have an intercontinental latte and see <laughs> and see and see go and see it might be a no but fuck it's an adventure uh, yeah i will also say um oh, it's quite funny one of my friends did this one of my friends went uh all the way across Yum. the world. Okay, okay. More details. Where did they, they go? They went to Tokyo. Oh my god, I love. And then this. they were broken up with. <gasps> Wait. Oh, so they they were with them. They were. Yeah. They, I think oh, so they, they went to long. Tokyo to see a partner. They've been together long, but um, yeah, it was a surprise. They surprised them. Oh god. And then they got broken up with. They had a lovely my time. Though, oh dear. I mean this. Do you know what? Someone did this to my friend. They flew from Australia for her birthday as a surprise and told me. And she also was like, no. She felt really um, like surprised, you know, and kind of like like it crossed a boundary mm. because he didn't ask. Yeah. And yeah, it was really surprising people is so... It's tricky. Um, tricky and courageous and it often doesn't work. Yes, it really depends on the context of the situation, I think, maybe. Or, or just the attitude of the person being surprised if they love surprises uh, then it's great but if they're you you love surprises me, right yeah depends on what the surprise is i fucking hate them do you i was gonna say in general i don't like them but i think if no. it was somebody declaring their love for me i probably would enjoy that wouldn't everybody enjoy oh, that oh yeah do you know if i got a surprise gift right yeah love that but not a surprise party no please no surprise parties anything that <laughs> involves an event or an activity <clears throat> that you think well depends though because there are some people that i know could surprise me and i would be very happy with whatever they picked really yes. oh they'd have to know you very yes. well exactly i think if you hate surprises you probably organize very low par surprises that's a good point but maybe we need to um get you some good surprise experiences your mind okay it. okay i'm gonna start having to think <laughs> it is my birthday it is indeed week. what was who was your favorite couple so if i think about all the couples who i get the most like excitement from yeah do you know what it's probably palladian and hot mom episode I, four i had a feeling you were gonna say that did you think it was that yeah well you know palladian i know palladian last night i dreamt about hot mom as yeah. well i dreamt that i was looking into a like basement club and she was dancing with everyone like on fire like so electric oh, interesting it's, i know i'm like she's in my dreams but yeah something about their connection i think it's because like i said to you that one of her friends who i actually used to work with it's so funny all these connections that come together she messaged saying that everybody in her life is trying to get her to go to joshua tree and like she's really thinking about it and I just thought this is cool like I think because it was the first incentive that I've seen from a couple to like meet IRL that I was like oh this is kind of sweet that's really lovely I mean if she ends up going I think that would be so incredible wouldn't oh. it not just for us, but not just for specifically us specifically for them that's so funny that's really funny <laughs> yeah Pleadian and Hot Mum they were I love they it they were a fun one as well I think yeah, the the middle two, episode three and four, were our biggest successes of the season. Yeah, and even though we thought episode one was a massive success, because actually they had probably technically the most compatible trust, yes. they would be a couple that would happen so slowly, yeah. you almost wouldn't notice. Glacial pace. Yeah, glacial pace. Yeah, yeah, they suddenly wake up one morning and then discover that they are together. Yeah, like 46 and married. Yeah. yeah whatever Love how it. did we end up with a mortgage oh yeah i wonder where they'd have to be they'd have to meet in between yes 
Or maybe just what travel the world. I don't know. Yeah. They, do you know what's funny? Like on reflection from this podcast, pretty much the entire podcast has been Capricorn, Sagittarius. I was thinking that. Pretty much. We've also, well. Oh, and a bit of Aquarius. Aries. A bit of Aries, but it's in terms of stelliums. Yes, I think. It's been Sag and Cat. And lots of first house stelliums. I think this is another thing that we need to either talk about, research, mm. you know, the fact that there is a pattern, not just with the people that we've picked, but the people who applied yeah. to the experiment in terms of placements and in terms of charts, shapes, yep. aspects. aspects. What, how, what can we infer from that? Obviously, Sag and Cap are two signs that traditionally do find it harder to be in partnership for various different reasons. Yes. Yeah. I think the first house stellium. That, that, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. But do you know what? I mean, in an enormous majority of the applications, they were either like Sagittarius, Capricorn or Aquarius. Strong dominance in one of those three signs. An enormous percentage of them had ascendant kind of like lots happening around the ascendant first house 12th house stelliums and i was like oh my god is this just like some message from the angels that these people are going to be really easy to match because they all have this like unbelievable similarity or are the people who are drawn to this being match made in a way are people who are very rooted in their personal sense of identity i was going to say that and actually exploring relationship or being in some kind of like yearning for the other is less familiar to them. Yes. So they need a hand. Also, I think because this experiment is public, it's a very exposing thing to do, even though, oh yeah, you know, nobody necessarily needs to know who, who you are when you come on board the experiment, apart from me. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it's perhaps a person who is who does feel very secure in their own identity. Yeah. Who is able yeah. to do that and put themselves in that kind of prominent position. And also, they may actually be people who are harder to match. Yes. Because, like, like you say, they're into their personal identity, so they probably have better boundaries. But also probably much more I wouldn't even just say picky but probably cautious about um, yeah about that merging with the other yeah it's the the fear or the yeah I guess caution and the curbing of personal freedom yes and And, and identity and identity exactly and not wanting that to get lost in partnership and a a Mm -hmm. slight inability Mm -hmm. to see partnership as a means through which one can find freedom of a different Yes. Yeah, yes. And, and maybe some some life experience that has because people with first house stelliums, or indeed people who are incredibly rooted in their sense of self, do find mm. it more difficult to kind of navigate the world because you you have this strong sense of self, and it's almost like you're being put through these constant challenges and tests to see whether you can kind of ride out those waves of people questioning your identity or trying to pull you in a certain direction and you're like a rock in the middle of a rushing river yes going yeah I'm just going to stay here and I'm going to stay the same as I've always been you do what you want so interesting this first I've learned so much about first house stelliums and have you okay so from your perspective as an astrologer, what has been mm. the most useful thing that you've learned from this experiment? Mm, the most useful thing I've learned in this experiment is that just because somebody applies to be matched, it doesn't mean that they are willing to expand their sense of personal identity mm. 
in order to do that. I think that I was actually surprised about people have been flexible, but I think that I don't know many first house stelliums. Like in my personal life, I don't know any apart from you. And with clients, you don't know them particularly well. So it really showed me, just like you said, the kind of rootedness in self that the first house stellium has and matching them is probably the most difficult stellium, I would say, to match. Well, then let me ask you, what do you think is the easiest? Is it probably fifth or seventh? Oh, I mean, fifth is actually harder because fifth fifth just wants a good time, not a long time. Seventh, I mean, seventh was like Marta in Mm -hmm. a way, but Marta was all Capricorn, so it was still like a real slowness to that. Um, I would say that let's think of like, okay, the the easiest would be a yeah seventh house stellium in Libra. <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> obviously, that was too obvious. That was too obvious. But even, okay, just like a water, a water sign seventh house or, you know, maybe a Taurus seventh house. But I think that generally, yeah, fifth and eleventh houses, they want fun. Yeah. First houses... They kind of don't want their sense of personal identity threatened because they've probably, like you said, spent their whole lives battling and, you know, trying to understand who they are and learn who they are and know who they are. And they don't want to compromise that. They don't see the merit in compromising it, I suppose, at first. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Chatting about astrology and about these random strangers that we've been sending off on dates has been an absolute delight and a pleasure. Aww. And I'll miss it for a little while. Me too. But I also won't because... I won't miss the hours and hours and hours I spend in front of Audacity while it crashes. Yeah, sifting through hours of audio. Yeah, just a note, Jordana does the editing on this. So all of the wave effects (laughs) and the music, that's all Jordana's creative flair. And yeah, bless you. I mean, I want to thank you for basically just joining and being so great and fun and easy to work with. And just great all round, to be honest. It's been so fun. And you've definitely turned my perspective around on collaboration because I'm an Aries and I find it difficult. Mm, I know. Yeah, but I found it, like, not difficult. No, well, Aries and Sag is a key combination yeah. for collaboration. It is, it is, isn't it? It is. And we're going away for a little while. Yeah. But we will be back with season two. Woo! But crucially, we need people to be in season two. And part of the yes. reason we have no match... For this final episode is because people have dropped out. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one person dropped out. Yeah, one person dropped out. Yeah, one part of one half. The piece. One half dropped out. So, for those of you who have listened to this experiment and are interested in being matched, we would love to match you. We would love to find you an intercontinental love, or even more ideally, a love from the same country. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Please email us at hitchedontheastral at gmail.com with your name, date of birth, time of birth, location of birth, sexual orientation, and lastly, where you live now. And that's it. Just those key details. We didn't do that last time. We didn't do where you live now. We've added that. That's new. new. That's new. And lots of you have messaged me saying, oh, I want to be matched. Well, the only way you can be matched is through this application process. And we will spend time finding you, hopefully, the one for now. now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. The one for now. I like The one for now. Yes. Just gross. You can do it. Yeah. Look, Jordana did it. Yeah, me. 
And do you know what's funny? I was thinking that obviously we couldn't do this match, but you know, I saw this chart for you and thought you're really well matched. Well, there was one gay guy, really young gay guy, who had a really compatible chart to me. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Because actually the charts, they're nothing to do with like your gender no. or your sexual orientation. They're just like points in the fucking sky. I, uh... And yeah, I was like, oh my God, I really matched this this guy, this young Can gay guy. Can you just go on a friend date? Maybe, maybe. I don't know if he'd be that interested. Okay. Yeah. He, he's like a very moody, strong placement. I was like, this is so <laughs> up my street. I love that. Yeah. And didn't you say there's another chart that's compatible? <laughs> oh my God. So listeners, guess what? Listeners, I love that I've started to address the listeners now. So we matched Jordana with what was actually a very good match for her, but you know, as situations go, it didn't quite work. Never say never. Never say never. It could be an IRL thing. There was also another application from a wonderful young lady who I would go as far to say is, okay, it is as compatible as you and Carl's charts, which I know might not seem like a lot at this stage, but this woman is a lot more like you, actually. Yeah, like a lot like you. And I could just, I think you'd have a really kind of quite like manic time together. I do together. enjoy that. I do enjoy yeah. like bonkers times with people. As you, as we all know. <laughs> well, yeah, set it up. Maybe um, it can be a bonus episode in season two. I think I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask her if she wants to be in season two. But I can't tell you any more because it would ruin the process. Well, exactly. You'll have to listen to season two to find out. Oh, well, firstly... Let's thank everybody yes. for listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening. That's it. I hope that you have enjoyed the experiment. And if you were not turned on to astrology before, maybe feel there is some merit in exploring a lover's birth chart before a date or in a partnership. Mm. And yeah, I hope that's been a useful tool for you. We've enjoyed uh, it a lot. We have enjoyed I'll be very sad not to live vicariously through other people for a while. Me too. Oh, well, let's not think about it too much. It's like the last day of school, it, it you're sad for some reason. And then it's like two days later, you've forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll be back sometime in... We will be back... May? We'll be back probably the end of May, June. We're not quite sure. It depends on how many applications we get. So the more applications we get, the better matches we can put together. And the better matches, the more that the ball will get rolling. Exactly. So tell your friends, tell your friends. Yes. Grab random people on the street, coach regulations permitting, of course. (laughs) Uh, Get down to Newington Green, go and lasso those fitties and tell them to apply for So that's what, by the way, if you see me or Jordana on the street (laughs) and you know what we look like, we may I may come up to you and give you a business card. I'm gonna start recruiting IRL. Yeah. Watch basically watch out. If you are East London way, you may see me approaching you rapidly, maybe running towards you with business cards. (laughs) (laughs) On a runner from a date to you. Mm. Anyway, have a hot girl Easter. Oh yeah, yummers. So yeah, I suppose this is the end. Ciao for now. Ciao for now. Love Love you bitches. And (laughs) see you on the astral. Catch you on the astral. Affected by the planet's locations Do you know if Mercury's in retrograde? Do you care if it is near a constellation? You don't brag about being a Gemini Oh, it's 11-11, let's hang up.